Hello, and welcome to Notes on the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that gives you insights on the markets and economy to help you stay informed for the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Funds. Today is September 27th, 2021. I remember the day I first appreciated the importance of the American consumer. It was the winter of 1982 and I was huddled around a table with some fellow econ students in the cavernous restaurant of University College Dublin, gulping down the sinister brew which the authorities labelled as tea. As undergraduate students we were fed a narrow diet of theory and math, but the Irish economy was once again floundering helplessly in the heavy wake of an overseas recession, and the only relevant question was, when would the American consumer bounce back? I remember being very impressed when someone at the table started reciting the latest U.S. 10-day car sales numbers and asserting that a recent turn-up in these data meant the better times are surely ahead for the global economy. And so it proved to be. And nine months later, I was on a bus heading from Metro Airport to Lansing, Michigan to start grad school and to get a front-row seat on the American consumer revival. The truth is that the American consumer has long been the ignition key for the global economy, and still is, although to a lesser extent today. Recently, however, consumer spending has slowed down. After posting more than 11% annualized growth in the first two quarters of this year, consumption may have grown by as little as 2% in the third, as the Delta variant slowed the services rebound and a chronic shortage of inventories slammed like vehicle sales. However, consumer momentum should improve in the months ahead, driving the economy closer to a full post-pandemic recovery and keeping inflation hot. This forecast is based on a review of the usual checklist of consumer fundamentals, namely disposable income, wealth, debt, demographics and confidence. But it also depends on an expectation that the drag effect of the pandemic and the economy will ease in the months ahead. In the last week of September, there is finally some better news on the Delta variant. New confirmed cases in the last week were just under 120,000 per day, down from a peak of over 160,000 per day at the start of the month. Hospitalizations have fallen to 82,000 from a peak of nearly 104,000 in early September. Fatalities are still running at a terrible pace of over 2,000 per day. However, given the improvement in other data, these numbers should also begin to retreat in the days ahead. By now, we estimate that well over 80% of the American public have some degree of immunity to COVID-19, either through vaccination or infection, and and vaccines for children ages 5 to 11 uh, could be approved for use next month. This could mean that the Delta variant is the last major wave of the disease. More importantly, from an economic perspective, the pandemic is now less of a drag on consumer spending, as consumers have largely either decided to quickly get back to normal or figured out how to operate efficiently in a pandemic environment. Consequently, while the Delta variant has removed some of the momentum from the post-pandemic reopening, we see the virus as having a dwindling impact in slowing consumer spending going forward. On disposable income, it's important to recognize that the strong gains seen in 2020 and early 2021 are likely to wind down in the months ahead. On the positive side, wage gains remain robust, with average hourly earnings for production workers now 9.9% higher than two years ago. Over the next few months, job gains should re-accelerate and, combined with continued strong wage growth, should lead to a strong advance in wage and salary income. Dividend and interest income should also grow strongly in the months ahead, as companies distribute some of their record profit gains and long-term interest rates edge up. Meanwhile, proprietors' income should improve as the economic reopening continues. However, government transfer payments will wind down. 
Even if Congress passes a reconciliation bill extending enhanced child-dependent care and earned income tax credits, expanded federal unemployment benefits have come to an end, undercutting consumer income. In addition, if a reconciliation bill is passed in the next few weeks, it will likely contain higher taxes on upper-income individuals in 2022, hurting both consumer spending and flows into investment vehicles. On net, this could mean growth in real disposable income of just 1% between the third quarter of 2021 and the third quarter of 2022. However, the personal savings rate should fall back from roughly 9% to 6% over the same period, allowing spending to rise much more quickly. For some, this decline in the savings rate would simply reflect the ability to spend more due to very strong gains in wealth. In just the last two years, we estimate that the net worth of all American households rose by an astonishing 28.7%, or $32.5 trillion, a number that equals 1.4 times annual U.S. GDP. For richer households, this uh, could fuel stronger consumer spending growth, even if taxes increase and income growth slows down. For middle-income and poorer households, the last two years have seen a major improvement in financial positions as consumers took advantage of government stimulus checks and lower mortgage rates. Credit card debt fell from $1.092 trillion in December 2019 to $911 billion by March of this year, leaving consumers with plenty of available credit to ramp up spending as the pandemic winds down. Meanwhile, homeowners were able to refinance to take advantage of lower mortgage rates, with the average effective mortgage rate on existing debt falling from 3.87% in the fourth quarter of 2019 to an estimated 3.40% in the third quarter of this year. Overall, the surge in wealth and improvement in balance sheets should support strong consumer spending growth into 2022, even as disposable income grows more slowly. Demographics have, of course, been very weak throughout the pandemic, with a terrible death toll, lower immigration and an initial decline in births, all contributing to close to zero population growth over the past 18 months. However, an easing in the pandemic in the months ahead should reduce deaths and allow for an increase in immigration. Meanwhile, early data from individual states show a surge in births in recent months, as initial fears about the economic impact of the pandemic eased. Because of this, 2022 should see something of a demographic boost to consumer spending relative to the last two years. Finally, consumer confidence has fallen sharply in recent months, partly reflecting dashed hopes that the pandemic would end over the summer, as well as higher inflation, natural disasters, and the chaotic US exit from Afghanistan. However, we expect confidence to improve in the months ahead as the pandemic does finally fade. Confidence, of course, also depends on the ability of Congress to pass an infrastructure bill in the budget for 2022 while raising the debt ceiling and keeping the government open. It's some, in summary, as was the case 40 years ago, there are plenty of reasons to be optimistic about the American consumer, and U.S. consumer spending should power the U.S. economy to strong growth, still high inflation, and rising interest rates entering 2022. A positive for equity markets, but a headwind for fixed-income investors. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management.
Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.